Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Patriot Strong. I really appreciate the continued support. If you haven't already, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you are listening on, go ahead and subscribe or favorite the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are watching on BitChute or Brighteon or Rumble, then hit subscribe to the channel so you'll get an email each time that I upload a new video. Okay, so I'm going to share with you the little bit of information that I was able to find uh, with the Galen Maxwell, however you say her name, that trial that's uh, continuing to go on. They are being so tight-lipped and I am not able to find as much as I thought that I would, which is kind of disappointing but not a shocker because we know that this uh, case is already compromised. We know the head judge and we know um, the lead prosecutor. If you don't know who they are, then I'm going to share that with you as well. Before I get off here, I'm going to also share with you some announcements. I shared an affiliate link with um, the National Conceal and Carry Association, and today I have a, another one that I'm going to introduce and share with you too. So let's first take a look at the um, judges and leading prosecutors who are, uh, um, hold on. Okay, sorry, it said that like my video was lagging or something, but I guess we'll see. Um, anyway, I want to share with you the prosecutor and the lead judge that are over this case. So first we have Allison J. Nathan. She is uh, the lead uh, district judge that is proceeding over the uh, trial. I'm going to read from an article. Um, it's on MSN News, but you can look her up anywhere. Okay, she is a Manhattan federal judge who is overseeing the sex abuse trial of Maxwell in the U.S. Dis District Court. As it is expected to take as long as six weeks. I didn't know that. Uh, judge Nathan, 49, has spent a decade on the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York and earlier in November oversaw jury selection for Maxwell's trial. A graduate of Cornell Law School, she was appointed in 2011 to the district court by then-President Barack Obama. That's the first red flag. Prior to that, she served as an associate White House counsel, red flag number two, and a special assistant to Obama, red flag number three. Later, as special counsel to New York City Solicitors General. Let's see. The judge also formally held positions of legal clerk to... Uh, hold on. Is that playing? Okay. Sorry about that. If you guys heard that. Um, the judge also formally held a position of legal clerk to Justice John Paul Stevens on the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay, John Stevens, red flag, what is that, number four now? She was also an associate in the role in the law firm Wilmer Coulter Pickerton Hale and Door in New York and Washington, D.C. between 2002 and 2006. Okay, so she already has a big, um, like, right-hand 
to do with the left, with Barack Obama, obviously Biden was in that administration. Um, she also had a recommendation from U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The White House said that they nominated the judge for a federal appeals court post to the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. The White House, in its announcement, said that if confirmed, Nathan would be the second openly LGBTQ woman to serve as a federal appeal at, I don't know, some kind of judge. Okay, anyway, that's the judge. Um, so the lead prosecutor, her name is, let me see, is this still recording? Yeah, okay. So the lead prosecutor is Maureen Comey. Let me look up her really fast. So, like, just by that alone, you already know that this is, um, you already know that this is compromised. Um, it's very odd to me that they are being so tight-lipped about it. I think if all of these, um, pedophiles, all of these politicians and the Hollywood elite participated in this, then they should be exposed. Bill Clinton, we'll get into him in a little bit. Uh, Hillary Clinton, all roads lead to Hillary. Don't forget that one. Okay, James, Comey James Comey's daughter is a lead prosecutor in the Gaylene Maxwell child sex trafficking case. Okay, so on the article that I found about Maureen Comey, it says that she is a lead prosecutor in the criminal case against Gaylene Maxwell, the daughter of former FBI director James Comey, who has also worked on sex crimes against Jeffrey Epstein. She also prosecuted ex-gynecologist Robert Hayden and tr Treasury Department whistleblower Natalie Edwards. Um... Let's see. The daughter of former FBI agent is one of three lead prosecutors on the case against Maxwell, whose trial started Monday. Despite her father's history of dominating the news cycle, Maureen Comey has largely stayed out of the spotlight, instead maintaining a low-profile presence. Before taking the cases, she worked on cases from Natalie Edwards, a self-proclaimed treasury whistleblower, and again, Robert Hayden, a gynecologist accused of sexually abusing dozens of young women. Okay, so that's a little bit just about her. Um, if you know James Comey and his background, that's all I really need to say about her, because... Well, just because. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Like I said, I wasn't able to find that much on the trial, unfortunately. Um, I looked through my Telegram uh, channels and tried to Google, not Google, but DuckDuckGo some stuff. I tried to look at different articles and it pretty much just had the same stuff that I had already shared in the previous episode. But I was able to find a little bit of stuff. I'm going to try and bring up some of the pictures, excuse me, so you can have a reference to those as I try and show you or uh, share them. Let me go over to, let's see if I can bring them up really fast. <sighs> okay. 
I always share this stuff on my Facebook, so it's always if you are following my Facebook, then you've seen it first. Oh, wait. Weird. Okay, so... Okay, well, I was going to try and bring it up <coughs> on Facebook on the computer so you guys can see it too. But for some reason, it's not showing up on my feed. Whenever I look at my page on the computer, I can just see it from my phone. And I don't know that you guys can see this. I'll try. Maybe, like... No. Okay. Um, well, anyway, Virgil Abloh if that's how you say his name, probably not. He's associated with Louis Vuitton and Off-White companies. Passed away 1128. So on Sunday, one day before the trial started. He is also the 28th defendant listed in the Maxwell trial. Um, I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm going to try and bring it up. I hate, I really cannot stay on Facebook because they shadow ban so much. Okay, that's just a list of, no, you can't, you can't see it, whatever. Anyway, um, like I said, it seems like everything about this case is being shut down or hidden from the public, which is a shame because I think that we deserve to know what's happening. We deserve to know who uh, participated with Jeffrey Epstein in these sex crimes. Um, the little bit that I did find... Um, let's see. Yesterday, a big thing was Epstein's pilot named uh, Lawrence Vesoski Jr. Let me see. <clears throat> um, Lawrence Vesoski Jr. named uh, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrews, and Kevin Spacey multiple times on the Loyota, Leota, Little Leota, whatever. Express the one that goes from uh, to and from Epstein Island. So Epstein had main control over two planes, one that uh, typically made trips from Florida to New York, and then one that went to and from Epstein Island to his many residences. He had one in New Albany, Ohio, um, where... The Zorro Ranch, I think that's in Arizona, I'm not sure. And, you know, wherever he else he had places. Uh, let's see, a little bit that I did find, I will share. Okay, let's see. Probably it would be easiest if I just share it this way. Okay. So this is literally the only thing that I could find today. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein introduced a 14-year-old sex abuse victim to Donald Trump at his Mar-a-Lago resort Maxwell's trial heard this week. Um, I uh, did read, however, though, that that statement is misleading because after this specific event happened, Donald Trump uh, like escorted Jeffrey Epstein and everybody that was with him out of Mar-a-Lago and banned him. 
um, for life from Mar-a-Lago. They had like a really falling out at this point, and uh, uh, that's as far as that went. That Trump took the Florida to New York flight, I think that I read once or twice, um, whenever he found out about all of this, I believe it was, I don't even know when. Um, he banned Epstein from the golf club and reported Epstein to the FBI. During his presidency, um, Epstein Island was shut down, and uh, here we are. Um, I also read that many Hollywood elite and politicians, it doesn't say specific names on here. I'm reading from my notes, not on this paper. Um... Clinton was on the flight logs 27 plus times to Epstein Island. Epstein Island was the global like meeting point for the entire uh, pedo ring that can be uh, put back to the Clintons. Okay, so going back, let me do it this way. Okay, going back to this article, let's see. Uh, the woman known as Jane during the proceedings claimed that she was driven to Mar-a-Lago by Epstein in a dark green car when she was 14. Plus, Lawrence Vazowski, that's the pilot uh, who testified for the prosecution, was asked during the cross-examination about passengers on the Gulfstream plane. He had confirmed that Trump, Pr Prince Andrew, and former President Clinton are names that he could remember. I certainly remember President Trump, but not many people associated with him, the pilot told the trial. Maxine faces allegations as she uh, prosecuted girls for Epstein while also participating in the abuse herself on a number of occasions. Prosecutors allege she and Epstein exploited girls as young as 14. Maxwell's lawyer denies all the charges against her and will attempt to argue her relationship with Epstein has been overstated. See, <clears throat> um, Leota Express, Jeffrey Epstein was alleged to have used the plane to court underage girls and fly them between his residences all across the U.S. The luxury Boeing 727 aircraft was owned by Epstein through what? Though what exactly happened on the flight remains a closed, guarded secret. Victims of Epstein say that he organized orgies on board the three-engine commercial jet. The luxury aircraft boasted deluxe furnishings, a spacious gallery, expansive cabin lounge, and master bedroom. The pilot of the plane reportedly undertook around 1,000 flights during his time Flying Epstein and others. <clears throat> see. Here's another uh, hyperlinked article. It came out on November 30th. Clinton and Galen, Prince Andrew. This is, if you've seen the, um, I think it's called Filthy Dirty Rich or something on Netflix, and you know all about the Prince Andrew and this lady, um, she, I forget who this is, uh, Virginia Roberts, she uh, spoke out during that little documentary that's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I would highly go recommend you watch it because it's very interesting.
Okay, going back to the article again, um, Clinton, Trump, and Andrew have all been previously reported to have once had friendships with Epstein, but only Andrew has been accused of sexual misconduct relating to Epstein, and it is a, uh, an allegation he denies still to this day. Um, the pilot added that some passengers aboard the plane he was never told the names of, but he said that they were often allowed to walk through the cabin. He received recalled meeting the alleged victim named Jane, describing her as having piercing blue eyes and a high-profile accuser, Virginia Roberts. Maxwell was the number two in the hierarchy of Epstein's employees, while the millionaire himself was the big number one. The pilot recalled Maxwell would often contact him to schedule flights. She was one the one that was pretty much handled all of the finances, the expenses, sending spendings in the office, etc. Maxwell and Epstein's relationship, however, then fizzled out in the 2000s. The pilot said Maxwell first appeared in court this morning just after 8.30 wearing a mask, green sweater, nobody cares, nobody cares. Prosecutors argued Maxwell served up young girls to Epstein as part of a period scheme of abusers that she appeared in court in New York. So there are charges. There are, uh, I think, eight. Uh, conspiracy to entice minors to travel and engage in illegal sex activities. Enticement of minors to travel to engage in illegal sex. Conspiracy to transport minors with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Sex trafficking conspiracy and sex trafficking of a minor. So again, this is just from the sun, but... Take everything with a grain of salt because I'm sure this is so much watered down. It's cartoon drawings is about all that we're going to get um, from this until everything comes out in the open, which sadly isn't going to be soon enough. Okay, so enough on that. There's not much, like I said, that I was able to find. I do want to go over... Okay, this is what I want to go next. Uh, we'll come back to that. I do want to go over the uh, interview that I watched earlier with Dr. Zelenko and Mel Kay. Uh, just some notes that I had written down that I want to share. Some stuff that I found interesting and I hope that you do too. Okay. Um, Dr. Zelenko said that in early 2020, 4 million hydroxychloroquine pills were ordered for Israel. They were sent, but later discovered to be found just like kind of chilling in a factory or storage place that they weren't used, nor were they distributed to the uh, sick patients who were in Israel at the time. Uh, there was a study that came out in Taiwan it said the vaccinated population are the ones that are overtaking the ICUs and the hospitals. Um, Taiwan, it, that study has proven that more people have died from the vaccine than have died from COVID itself, which is pretty much a general summarization for every country. Um, 
I feel like there are much more vaccine-related deaths than actual COVID virus deaths. I'm going to link this interview in the description of this video because it's very interesting. And of course, he can tell all of this stuff. He had stories, uh, very, very well-versed and well-known. Let's see. He said also that a Vietnamese study came out recently and said that if you are vaccinated and contract COVID, you have 250 times the virus or the viral load in your body than that of an unvaccinated person if they were to contract COVID. And that is why more people are ending up in the hospitals and in the ICUs because whenever you get the vaccines, of course, you already know, it lowers your immune system and you're pretty much walking around like an AIDS patient because you can't fight off anything. So whenever you do get some kind of illness, your body kind of jumps on it um, over-effectively. The, what did, what did he say? Uh, like an overload of your autoimmune reaction, which then just leads to uh, like an overrunning immune response and that leads to autoimmune disease. He also said that he's treated over 7,000 COVID patients. Um, he is, I believe, in Upper New York, I think, Upper New York somewhere. Um, that the patients that are 18 years or younger, so children, have a 99.98%, so 99.98% recovery without treatment. So the pushing of this um, vaccine on adolescents and children 5 to 11 is completely absurd. There's absolutely no reason to do it. He said, and I did know this, and I have shared this before, that the FDA lists the effects of uh, the vaccines on a slideshow. I'm going to see if I can bring that up really fast. They, all the adverse effects from the vaccines on the slideshow that was presented to their own scientists in October of 2020. Hold on one second. Let's see if I can find this for you. Okay, so let me see. There's multiple sources that I can pull up. I just want to see if it's going to show the actual actual slide or not. The first one I'm looking at is informedchoicewa.org. Yeah, okay, so I'll pull this up for you. Okay, so this is the, like I said, informedchoicewa.org. Um, right here, so on the top left, that is the slideshow that um, was on slide 16 of this presentation that was being presented to the actual scientists who are over this. <coughs> uh, 
um, FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes, which is subject to change. So meaning they could add more. Um, the Guillain-Barre syndrome is an autoimmune disease, acute. I'm not even going to try and say these. That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> um, convulsions or seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, uh, anaphylaxis, acute myocarditis, myocarditis and pericarditis, autoimmune disease, deaths, pregnancy and birth outcomes, other acute diseases, non-antiphyletic allergic reactions, thrombosis, basically, uh, arthritis, Kowalski disease, vaccine-enhanced diseases, multiple system inflammation syndrome in children. So the top left are what they predicted, not predicted, what they knew the uh, adverse effects for this could happen. And then the bottom right, of course, is the actual uh, various COVID vaccine data. Scroll so you guys can see a little bit of it. Uh, again, it was at the vaccine and related biological products ad uh, adversity committee on October 22nd, 2020 meeting. Steve Anderson, PhD, is the one who, I guess, whenever this his presentation included a slide below about COVID-19 vaccine adverse event outcomes, injuries, and deaths, which the FDA and CDC would be specifically moderating. We're planning at this time moderating 10 to 20 safety outcomes of interest to be determined, sort of on a variety of factors. One is on the pre-market review, which there was no pre-market review because it's still in clinical trials. Um, they'll be looking very closely at that data, especially the phase three safety data to identify potential safety questions of interest. Also going to be looking at the literature and regulatory experiences with these vaccines and any experiment of knowledge gained from looking at the vaccine platforms and their use in past vaccines. Preliminary list of various adverse effects of special interest. So COVID-19 disease. So you can get COVID-19 from the vaccine. This is what they are telling you right here. Oh my gosh, it is right here in black and white. You can get the COVID vaccine 19 disease from the vaccine. Death vaccination during pregnancy and adverse pregnancy outcomes um, is a special interest, Gary Gillian-Barre syndrome, other clinical serious neurological adverse effects. <clears throat> you see this optical nerve, um, meningitis, seizures, stroke, autoimmune, Myocarditis again, thrombosis again. So they're they're giving you this information. Here's a timeline <laughs> that they're 
uh, looking at. Okay, so this right here, I don't know if you guys, hopefully you guys can see this right here. The timeline of uh, when they're moderating. So if you got your vaccine three months ago, four months ago, five months ago, and you are sitting back and kind of laughing at people who are like bringing this up to your face, can you please just stop and take a look? The clean window, so what they're looking at for this to not happen to those who are vaccinated, do you see how most of it says 365 days? Okay, look, 365, 100, so uh, 30 for anaphylaxic. To make sure that you don't have an allergic reaction, you have to wait a month. Uh, a lot of these are a year, okay, and these are subject to change. Wow. <clears throat> I wonder if I can save that. Yeah, save. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, an estimated rate in special populations of interest. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. Older adults, 65 years or older. Pediatric population, 0 to 17. Pregnant women, individuals who received a seasonal flu influenza vaccine the previous calendar year. It's very interesting. I'm going to share this on <coughs> everything because I've not seen this before. This is one of the reasons why I like to read these articles while I'm doing the videos because the reactions are pure and uh, this is insane because it's literally all right here in black and white. All of the things that they already knew was going to happen the areas of special, special interest, the uh, age data and special populations of interest that they're doing up here. Wow, crazy. Okay, and then again, I just pulled up the, like a second article, but it's the same thing. So I will exit that out. Um, interesting. Okay, one last thing. Thing that I wanted to go over before I hop off of here is this because this is what's scary um, okay Germany locked down unvaccinated people as leaders plan to make shots compulsory so that was today uh, 1.43 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's now 4.38. So this was released about three hours ago. So Germany on Thursday announced a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated as its leaders backed plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Unvaccinated people will be banned from accessing all, but most essential businesses such as supermarkets, pharmacies, both to curb the spread of coronavirus. Um, outgoing Chancellor Angela Merkel and her successor Olaf Scholz announced Thursday following the crisis talks with regional leaders who have recently recovered from COVID-19 are not covered by the ban. So uh, if you can prove that you have the antibodies of COVID vaccine, then maybe this doesn't apply to you. Um, under the tightened restrictions, unvaccinated people can only meet with two people from another household. Bars and nightclubs must shut down in areas with 
uh, incident rates above 350 cases per 100,000 people. Okay, let's let's do that really fast. So, 350 cases per 100,000. That is 0.0035%. So if they have that, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. This is like some insane circus story that we're living in right now. Um, in the country, it would limit the number of people at large events like soccer matches. Acting Chancellor <clears throat> had a press conference on tightened COVID restrictions Thursday. The announcement comes as Germany battles a surge in cases that has pushed Europe back to the epicenter of the pandemic. Heightened fears over the newly discovered Omicron variant. Ridiculous. Okay, so this is happening in Germany. It's going to happen here in the United States. Just give it, give it a few months. If this doesn't, if something doesn't change, it's going to be scary. It's going to be a lot worse before it gets better, and that's for sure. Okay, that's about it. Oh, no, I told you guys I was going to show you the uh, things that I'm doing. Okay, so I shared, yeah, okay, I shared the uh, National Conceal and Carry Association link yesterday. If you didn't see that, it is linked on my uh, profile page on Facebook and then on the Patriot Strong Facebook page. This is the, let me go back over what I'm doing. I'm still waiting on the um, my actual um, personal affiliate link, but yesterday or the day before, I had a lady comment on one of the posts for the podcast on the podcast page, so over on Patriot Strong on Facebook, and she's like, hey, my husband has this company, and he would love if you could like partner up with him, if you could work with him. Um, shoot me a message. So I did. I'm like, hey, that's really cool. Thank you so much for reaching out. She asked for my contact information and said that he would be in touch shortly. So he emailed me this morning and we kind of just talked back and forth for a little bit about details um, and kind of about what Hero Soap Company is about. That is the name of this company. If you are following on Facebook, then you saw it first. On Instagram, you've seen it first. Um, so Hero Soap Company is the name that I am partnering up with, the name of the company that I am partnering up with. They are a veteran-owned and operated company, which is super cool. I am all about supporting our military and the uh, uh, heroes who literally sacrificed so much. They have bar soap, body wash, uh, shampoos, and pet soaps that you can go order. Uh, they also have gear, like shirts and different shirts, if it'll load. Hoodies, yeah, see, so this is some of the stuff that they have, some of the clothes that they have. Um, I'll show you the soaps really fast. This is really cool, and then I'll show you a little bit about them. So here they have like pre, not pre-packaged, they have individually packaged uh, bar soaps, that you can use as a can soap or take it to your shower. Um, different scents, 
Theater, wedding charcoal, peppermint, and tea tree, all of all of this stuff. And each soap is like good for something different. They have some like for and soften softening your skin. Um you know, whatever. Just letting you see it a little bit. A thing that I like mostly about this, we'll go with one of these and here. Um, they are made with all natural, clean ingredients. They are um, non, not non-scented because they are, are scents, but they don't use chemicals. They don't use any uh, anything that's any sort of irritant at all. I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, okay, hold on. Let me try and find this. Where did I find? This is not good. I can't find where I was. Okay, national, not, oh my gosh, natural and organic ingredients. So this is what I was looking for. The um, organic coconut oil, olive and jojoba oils, those are carrier oils for uh, a lot of your stuff. If you are in this essential oils and you already know that, they have lavender essential oil, rosemary extract, organic aloe vera, it's a lavender. Um, if you go over to like the cedarwood and charcoal, <clears throat> um, let's see, cedarwood and charcoal. It says, hang out by the campfire. You crave the freedom of the outdoors, whether it's camping, cutting firewood, or blazing new trails. Natural, sorry, nature is the place you want to be. So why leave it outside wherever you go? Cedar, wood, and charcoal soap brings a fragrant feel of the forest to your life. It's the closest you can get to the wilderness without even leaving your home. Cedarwood essential oil gives a calm grounding sensation. Activated charcoal kills old odors and promotes skin health. Bold lather refreshes and awakens the senses. Smooth texture offers a refreshingly natural experience. Made in the USA, which all of their products are made in the USA. They are um, sourced ingredients within the USA. All of the apparel is from companies that ship and make product in the US. So that was another big thing, just US made and sold. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about your products being stuck on um, cargo ships in the middle of the ocean for weeks at a time. Again, this one is coconut oil, palm oil, uh, staff flower oil, goat milk, purified water, activated charcoal, cedarwood essential oil, sodium uh, hydroxide, vitamin E oil, oat protein, so just all natural stuff you can find in like your whole food or whatever those stores are that have that kind of stuff in there. Um, so I'm really excited to team up with them. Very excited. Like I said, I will give you the affiliate link as soon as I get it, which should be within a couple of days. I think they're going to send me some product first so I can just try it out. Um, Maybe I'll do an unboxing. That would be fun. Okay, so that is it. This has gone way longer than I thought it was going to be. I didn't want to end with one thing. Dr. Zelensky mentioned uh, this verse whenever he was doing the video with Mel Kay that I had spoken about earlier. 
and it is from Psalms 34. It says, um, verses 14 through 17, Turn from the evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all of their troubles. And he was saying that this is kind of a reminder. If you're feeling weak and defeated, just continue to stand your ground. You know, don't fall for the mainstream media objective and agenda that's going on right now. Um, stick to your guns. If you have to lose your job, that's fine. Lose it gracefully. Uh, it's going to be okay. And I just... I felt like that is something that a lot of people might need to hear because a lot of people might be down on their luck due to uh, losing their job. I know that's not something that, you know, wasn't expecting to uh, lose my job after being there for eight years for not complying with the stupid test. It doesn't even detect pathogens. It detects them. It does not diagnose them. So I could have had like mumps, the flu, measles, whatever. It cannot tell what you have, but I was fired for not doing that. Um, if you're in the same predicament, you know, stand strong. Things are starting to look up as far as the mandate and the bans on mandate is going. Um, you know, the judge just blocked Biden's entire mandate thing. I don't know why this little thing like over here is like right there. That's weird. Anyway, um, yeah, just stand strong. Again, remember that verse. Just hold it close to your heart. I know that a lot of people are going through a lot right now, but things are going to get better. Don't give up. Stand strong. God bless you. God bless this country. And uh, together we're Patriots Strong. See you later, guys.